0: Everyone, it's time for Ham Talk Live episode number 232 Contest Calendar with Bruce Horn, WA7BNM, recorded live on Thursday, October 15th, 2020. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live, and as I said, tonight we're joined by Bruce Horn. WA7BNM, and we will take your calls live a little later in the show. We'll give you the phone number for that here in just a minute, so you can have that ready to go. Uh, last week here on the show, Michael Colley W4MCA and John Not N4JTK were here to talk about the cancellation of. The Orlando Hamcation for 2021. If you missed that show, you can listen anytime over at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. And you can catch the rebroadcast of Ham Talk Live on Saturday afternoons on WTWW. That's Five zero eight five a.m. again that's Saturday afternoons. It's about three thirty p.m. Eastern time over on WTWW. So thanks to uh, Ted for and the gang for uh, having us <clears throat> on their um, afternoon ham radio lineup over on five zero eight five. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, and um, we're going to talk about some contests that are coming up. Uh, but Jamboree on the air is this weekend, so um, I'm sure COVID is is playing into that somewhat. But uh, there will be some scouts on the air this weekend, so uh, get on the air and give them a call. And also, School Club Roundup is coming up next week. We'll talk about that a little bit later, and then. Um, We want to congratulate Lance Leffler, KD9QNP, just got his license this week. Uh, My friend Eric Irwin, WB9PTN, let me know about that. So congratulations to Lance. So uh, get your questions ready to go here for Bruce. If you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can give us a call in the next segment. Uh, I'll tell you when it's time to call, but... um, Here is the phone number so you can have it handy and ready to dial. It's 859-982-7373. Again, 859-982-7373. You can also tweet us, assuming that Twitter was working again, and it it was a few minutes ago anyway, a little sluggish, but... uh, we'll give it a shot. It's at Ham Talk Live over on Twitter and uh, we'll be watching that throughout the night as well as the comments here on Spreaker as well. And I'll be back with Bruce right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on
2: Ham Talk Live. Thanks for choosing Tower Electronics. How may we help you today? We have PL259s. We have in connectors. We have SMA adapters. We have BNC adapters. What can I show you today? Where's the tower? Well, we don't actually have a tower with us, but we have all kinds of things you can use with a tower. We have power poles, antennas, soldering irons and meters. Where's the tower? (laughs) Ma'am, that's the name of our company. We can't haul towers to all the hamfests across the country that we visit, but we have almost every connector and adapter you would need to connect your antenna that's on your tower I don't think there's a tower back there I really don't Tower Electronics, visit us at a ham fest near you or call 920 435 2973 or see our whole catalog at pl-259.com Sorry, one thing we don't have is a tower Running barefoot is for the beach We're cranking 1.5 trillion nanowatts right here on Ham Talk Live
0: Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight to help bring you Ham Talk Live. They do have a couple of ham fests on their calendar. Bedford, Indiana, just down the road from Maine, November 7th, and Fort Walton Beach, Florida, November 13th and 14th. Or you can visit them anytime online at pl-259.com. Um, joining me tonight is Bruce Horn, WA7BNM. He is the creator and maintainer of ContestCalendar.com, as well as 3830scores.com, where contesters post their claimed scores. He's also created contest-related web apps for log submission and the online certificate creation of of a variety of contest sponsors, including the ARRL, National Contest Journal, and many state QSO parties, and uh, we're happy to have Bruce with us tonight, and he's he's the the programmer of contest stuff, is, is what I will call him, so Bruce, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Thanks, Neil. It's nice to be here. Well, you you put together a lot of this stuff and make it a whole lot easier to, to keep track of scores, keep track of when all these things are, and we really appreciate uh, all the work that you do to um, do all of this. And it seems like people say, "What you know what, it seems like there's a contest every weekend. Well... Actually, there is a contest every weekend, and, and you collect all of that information and post it so people know what's going on. And And we're getting into what is kind of known as contest season, uh, where some of the big ones are, are coming up. So um, for those that aren't familiar with your website and your service, tell us about contestcalendar.com and what people can find when they go there.
3: Yeah, thank you. So, it as the name describes, it's a calendar of contests. And I'll say right up front, because I get asked this periodically, it's not a calendar of events. It's not, you know, the World War II uh, Memorial Station. You get a certificate for having a QSO with them. There's lots of things like that. The ARL publishes lists of that. I think EM.net does, but I don't. It's strictly contests, which means. You need to keep score, you need to submit your score in some way. That's the simple definition. So, the contest calendar uh, essentially lets you know when contests are. And then, uh, in order to be a little more helpful, the idea was to provide a summary of information about each contest. Admittedly, that summary is not complete, but it basically tells you who the contest is designed for. Is it a US based contest? Is it a worldwide contest? You know, is it a California contest? What are the modes? What bands are involved? You know, what power levels you can run? What's the exchange of information? You know, I need to provide you with a signal report, MIQTH, something like that. A basic summary of how it's scored, information on how to submit the log, And where can you actually find the official rules? So that's always important. I try to do an accurate summary, but sometimes things change. And sometimes I have a senior moment and don't get it right. I try to avoid those, but it's not impossible. So the idea is all of this is stored in a database and you just get different views of it. So There is something called an eight-day calendar. Eight-day calendar tells you the contest for yesterday and the next seven days and gives the detail I just talked about. Uh, The next version that's sort of highly used is the 12-month calendar. So it's telling you what are the contests over the next 12 months, what are their dates and times, and you can click on them to get the detail I just talked about. And then the other one version that's fairly popular, I call the perpetual calendar, because people, some contesters like to really plan ahead, you know, as far off as a couple of years. So this calendar allows you to look out at least five years for contests that have known schedules. Uh, The California QSO party was the first full weekend in October, for example, it's always the first full week in October. So if you look in 2023 in the perpetual calendar, you'll see when that is. Not every, cal- not every contest that is known for, so not every contest is on the perpetual calendar. Then in addition to the website, you can subscribe to the calendar, the eight-day calendar basically, as an email calendar, Uh, I send it out on Monday evenings, my time, I'm on the West Coast. You can look at a Google version of it if you like, if you have your own Google Calendar or you use Google Calendar, incorporate other events. There's a Google Calendar version, although it doesn't go out a long ways because I have to do it manually. And there's also uh, Twitter that you could subscribe to, uh, WA7BNM Calendar, and you'll get Notifications again on Mondays of the uh, contest for the coming week as tweets that just say, here's the name of the contest, here's the dates and times of the contest with a clickable link to get you the details. So that's basically the calendar.
0: Okay. And, you know, and there's a lot to keep track of. (laughs) And it seems like to me that there's been a real jump in this last, you know, several months of the number of contests, the number of QSO parties, and definitely special events uh, since the pandemic started. And there's been a lot of, you know, noteworthy events that are, that are kind of competing for <laughs> weekends on the calendar. And uh, are, are you noticing a, a big rise in the number of events that are sponsored?
3: You're exactly right, you Neil. Know, I should have mentioned that currently the calendar has about 430 active contests uh, that are maintained in it. Uh, you know, I don't know how that's changed, but indeed in 2020, I would say I've added a, um, you know, a dozen or so contests to the calendar. Uh, I think that's driven indeed by the pandemic situation. More people are home, maybe have more time to operate in some cases. So Uh, They're more engaged. The state QSO party uh, challenge has been a huge influence on activities in state QSO parties. So every state QSO party has seen huge increases in activity on those. And then the other thing that's happened, it seems like, you know, uh, I don't want to denigrate them, but it's almost like every little group has decided to have a little one-hour contest sometime during the week. Contests are no longer just on the weekends. They're throughout the weekdays, uh, an hour contest here, an hour contest there. Uh, Some of them really have minimal participation, some are very popular. Uh, CWOPS has uh, a series of contests that are on, uh, what are they, Tuesday, Wednesdays, uh, three different times that are very popular worldwide contests, uh, for example. But you're exactly right that there's been an increase in, uh, contests on the schedule.
0: And, and, you know, the, the, <laughs> trying to get, you know, a weekend that's clear, you know, you're, you're probably not going to find one. Cause there's always something going on. And like you said, there's the, you know, the CW ops, uh, uh, contest through the week. And I know, um, uh, the, uh, worldwide sign band activity, um, contest that some of the young people uh, put together is also uh, in the middle of the week. So there's more in the middle of the week and not just the weekends anymore. Well, I pulled it up and took a look at what was happening this weekend. So just, just as an example here, we've got the, oh boy, and I didn't I should have done my, uh, my pronunciation here. Um, the Araquara. Ara-
3: Looks
0: like Araquaria. Worldwide VHF contest, the Jarts worldwide ready contest, the 1010 international fall contest, CW, the New York CUSO party, the Illinois CUSO party, the Stu Perry top band challenge, worked all Germany contest, the Feldhell sprint, uh, which I believe is a recurring one. Uh, Argentina the seven megahertz contest. The Asia Pacific Fall Sprint and CW. The UBA. I'm assuming that O N is that Ontario or is that? Uh, who's that no, you're right. That's country. Belgium. Okay, uh, Belgium. Okay, uh, on two meters. Um, and the Classic Exchange, the RSGB CW Rolo, the Run for the Bacon QRP Contest, and the K1 USN Slow Speed Net, or Slow Seed Test, I'm sorry. That's all <laughs> this weekend. So, it you know, there's always something. And some of these have, you know, different modes, different bands, different different um agendas different clientele uh depending on what you're looking for so there there's you know a, a variety here to pick from
3: well exactly and um it's an international calendar so it's full of contests regardless of where they occur in the world i haven't it isn't a US calendar or a north american calendar it's literally a worldwide calendar Uh, What I didn't mention when I was talking about various views of the calendars, because of that, you may not be interested in seeing all 430 contests all the time. So there's a custom version available that actually stores the contest you're interested in in a cookie uh, associated with your browser so that you'll just see, you can check off a whole bunch of checkboxes, the contest you're interested in. And so when you go to something like the eight-day calendar, you only see those. Any new calendar gets added, automatically gets added to your list. So that's one thing to do. But, you know, you ran down the uh, list there for this weekend is a great example. Some of those are annual contests, JART's ready contests, you know, QSO parties, state QSO parties are, uh, Stu Perry Top Mountain Challenge is four times a year. Feltail Sprint is monthly. Uh, Asia Pacific Fall Sprint, the CW is once a year, but there are three versions of that. Um, you know, uh, Run for the Bacon is a monthly contest. So, And uh, like the KUS, K1 USN Slow Speed Test is a relatively new contest. I think it's uh, maybe four instances old, something like that. Uh, it's designed for people who were trying to get more comfortable with C- their CW and it keeps, uh, the speeds below 20 words per minute. And for the guys who are fast, 20 words per minute seems like it's really, really slow. But I remember when I was first trying to get to 13 words per minute to get my general license at the time, 13 seemed like, wow, I don't know how I can copy this, you know. I sort of maxed out at 10 and finally made it to 13. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things for a lot of different audiences here.
0: Well, and, and you know, we're coming in, like I said, some of the big ones are are coming in, the, the proverbial contest season coming up. Uh, so we're going to take a look at a few of those bigger ones. Uh, but first, I want to talk about school club roundup next week, just because I'm always involved with that and have the school on. And unfortunately, because of of COVID we're not going to be on next week. And it's the first time we haven't been on school club roundup since like 2003 or 2005, something like that. Um, but it's still going on. There's a lot of schools that aren't going to be able to be on that much. So you may not hear as much, um, on school club roundup next week, just because the schools can't actually get into the shacks and can't actually, um, you know, run you know the whole twenty four hours through the week. But but school club roundup is is one that um, that's running next week. So any any comments about the, the school club roundup, Bruce?
3: Well, I I think it's really a great contest to support. Uh, I always enjoy reading the comments uh, from the various schools and their participants. You know, it it divides schools, clear down to the elementary school level up through universities, um, into the different categories. And, uh, you know, it, it sounds like kids have a great time with this and it's sort of like helping the future of ham radio to encourage kids to participate in these kinds of things. So, um, I think you're right that that activity will be down but I would certainly encourage people to help schools participate in this by getting on the air and contacting them
0: yeah I think you're going to see you know some schools on it's just probably not quite as long of a period of time and and um, you know maybe not as persistent as, as some but uh, hopefully there'll be some that w- that will be able to do that but I know here we're not going to be able to i know several uh in our vicinity are, are not uh going to be able to to be on so um hopefully in the february one will be a little bit better and and already troy uh, who is uh, w9kvr he is a uh, sponsor at a um school over in illinois that we kind of talked to a lot uh was already giving me the yes it's not a contest it is <laughs> <laughs> speech <laughs> we always it's kind of like field day we have this thing you know is field day a contest is field day not a contest and and so technically it's not a contest but there's still a score so the, the kids see it oftentimes as a as a contest so we'll, we'll we'll leave that one uh but let's talk about some of the ones that are definitely contests here and you know Probably the biggest out of the bunch is a CQ Worldwide Sideband
3: that's coming up here in, what, a week? Yeah, a week from this weekend. Yeah, So um, we're really just getting started in the contest season for the major contests. Um, I know I participated in my first CQ Worldwide Sideband back in 1990. I was mainly interested in DXing at the time. Hadn't ever entered a contest, and I was quite a ways into ham radio by that time. And I was just looking for new countries. And, hey, it's an easy way to find new countries when you've got the whole world talking to each other. Easy exchange, signal report in your zone, uh, not too tough. So you all you have to do is uh, manage to um, work your way through the QRM and hear a uh, copy of call signs and sideband. Uh, so that's certainly one of the biggest contests of the year. And then you get into November, you have uh, ARL sweepstakes, a very popular contest uh, in the U.S. and Canada, Um, has a complicated exchange is the downside of um, sweepstakes. You need to read the rules and understand what's expected of you and you have to give a sequential serial number. So it's a little tough for casual operators to just sort of show up and go, hey, what's going on the band here? You know, I want to jump in. Um uh, then at the end of november which is actually the largest contest i believe of the year is cq worldwide cw and just like cq worldwide sideband but in cw mode another great opportunity to work countries all over the world uh then you're into december uh arl 160 uh and arl 10 160 will probably be more exciting if you have an antenna for it than 10 is um No, not a whole lot happened on 10. I know I've been on 10 meter contests where I was lucky to work a couple other people here in Los Angeles and didn't really hear much outside. So I don't know that that's going to be really exciting. And then there's another Stu Perry there before the end of the year. And also the RAC Canadian uh, Winter Contest is in late December. Um, Another opportunity to work lots of people.
0: Okay, so all all great uh, contests, and and like you said, it's a it's a great time to pick up some countries, and I know that's that's what I do. I, I am not going to be able to run, you know, twenty four, forty eight hours, you know, on, on a lot of these longer contests, and, and there are sprints out there that are are short term period uh, contests, but uh, I'm not going to run, you know, <laughs> forty eight hours. I'm gonna run a few hours and, and my goal isn't necessarily to win but to pick up some some countries pick up some um new ones or some that I don't have uh confirmed and um and that's a great time to get in there and do it and then so I always look forward to uh to doing that especially um c q worldwide sideband so some good ones coming up here um as the year comes. Closer to the end. So we are uh, coming up close to a break. So, Bruce, we're going to take a break right now. And then uh, we'll come back and we'll talk some more about the contest. And we'll take your calls at 859-982-7373. And uh, your tweets and comments and all that stuff when we come back after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Get out and be active with Icom's new IC-705 and its optional multifunction backpack. Now shipping. The IC-705 is the perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers in a portable package covering HF six, two meters, 70 centimeters, and only weighs one kilogram or just over two pounds with RF direct sampling for most of the HF band, IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz and a large 4.3 inch color touch screen with live band scope and waterfall. The IC705 runs 5 watts with the battery BP-272 and 10 watts with a power supply. Sideband, CW, AM, FM, and full D-Star functions are available. A micro USB connector, Bluetooth and wireless LAN, integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger, a micro SD card slot, a speaker mic comes standard, and supports QRP operations. The perfect accessory for your IC705 is the optional backpack LC-192. That has a special compartment for your IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios.
2: Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live.
1: Copy 594 from Ham Talk Live.
0: And welcome back to Ham Talk Live, ICOM America. Helps bring you Ham Talk Live every week. Check them out at ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur in that new IC 705. Ham Talk Live's on the air every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on HamTalkLive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's time for your phone calls right now. So if you have a question for Bruce, give us a call. It's 859 98 73 73 again 859-982-7373. or you can tweet us it's at ham talk live on twitter and if you're listening to us on wtww or on the podcast edition i'm sorry but we're not here anymore this was on thursday evening so you won't be able to uh To reach us here. So we have uh, several comments and a few questions here. So we'll just kind of start running through those. Uh, Troy, W9KVR, over in Watsika, Illinois, says look for them uh, during the Illinois QSO party this weekend. And um, Chris, uh, AA4CB, is here and says VHF and UHF contests are his thing. And um, oh, Troy also mentioned they're going to try some remote operations for School Club Roundup. So hopefully they'll be on some from Glen Raymond Middle School over there. And let's see, we have another question. We have a question here from John, W4USF uh, down in Florida says, what is the longest running ham radio contest and when
3: did it start? So Bruce, any any ideas on that one? Yeah, so um, luckily, Neil gave me a heads up, and that made, meant that I could Google this. So what I found was, is that ARL Sweepstakes is the longest running domestic ham radio contest. Um, and it started in 1930, obviously with some timeouts during World War II. But as far as the oldest from when it started, um, that would be the oldest contest domestically
0: all right so there's uh the answer for you john and uh let's see let me run over here to twitter and see if we've got anything over here and then i've got one that came in earlier okay don't see anything there so let's go um actually to ed durant dd5 lp from germany and um Ed wants uh, to, th- first of all, thank you for all of your uh, volunteer time that, that you uh, put into all of this. And he he also wants to know, how does information get from one contest calendar to another? Is there a main one that feeds the others, and is that all done manually? Um, he says, I believe N1MM+, um, which is a popular contest logging software, um, uses one specific one, but there are so many around and some contests are in some and not in others. So are all these contest calendars islands or are they networked kind of like the DX clusters? So, um, you're, you're the programmer guy. So, so hopefully you've got an answer for that one.
3: Yeah. So that's an interesting question. Um, generally they are islands, um, you know, if you Google contest calendar, I have to say mine will come up first. It's been around since 1996. SM3 CER had a contest for calendar for a long time. Uh, I, you know, and was very popular in Europe, which I can understand and uh, did a great job. I actually had more information, not just contest information, but the exit information than I do. Unfortunately, on uh, had medical problems and he hasn't updated his calendar in, I think, about two years now. So it's pretty much uh, defunct, I believe. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but if you're talking about other calendars, um, I collect all my information from primary sources. I'm well enough known that contest sponsors tell me when they have a contest or tell me they're thinking about a contest. So uh, I think I've got a pretty much covered. There's a few little, very small contests that probably aren't on there. I'm going to guess that others collect information from other calendars. I'm quite certain that there are calendars that get put out by picking contests off of mine that they think are interesting to their audience, you know, such as life. Uh, it'd It'd be nice if they credited the source, but they don't always do. The one thing I would say that is organized is the arl has contest corral that they publish in qst every month and that is a direct feed for my calendar i do a um a version uh data dump for them that they can then easily translate into what you see is the formatted corral um it has a deadline of about two months prior to the issue uh, so that's when all that information gets updated I'll call it the second part of the question is how do logging programs get this information? And there are certain features that I didn't talk about in my calendar that makes um, basic information about the contest available to uh, logging software authors, if they're interested to avail themselves of that. Uh, But how you get a new contest that's not a big contest And something like N1MM, for example, you know, has the ability to have a module that you write for sort of custom contests uh, to include in it. That's not, you can, you know, tell people, download this module, it'll work with the N1MM, and you can use it to operate the contest.
0: Okay, very good. Well, thank you, Ed, for your... A uh, question all the way from Germany. We appreciate uh, you listening and, and submitting that. If you have a question, you can send that to us by Twitter at Ham Talk Live or give us a call right now at 859-982-7373. Again, 859-982-7373. And we're, we're getting through most of this, so we'll uh, – We'll leave it open here for a few more minutes and, and see what we get here. Um, let's see. I want to make sure we've uh, acknowledged everybody in the in the comments here. And I think we have. So, again, 859-982-7373 if you have a question. Um, now, you you set up the, the calendar and everything, but you're also setting up a lot of these web submission forms for contests and and getting these beautiful certificates to generate from that data so talk a little bit about
3: those yeah so you know i've been doing this for some time i don't know which ones i started with uh and i did it on one of my servers uh but uh, earlier this year i made a decision to, um, I guess, partner is the right word, word with the Worldwide Radio Operators Foundation, WWROF. And Trey, N5KO, and I have done the work for contest.arl.org, uh, the new contesting portal for, that the ARL has up. And out of that, I sort of got this idea of rather than running on my servers, that maybe it would be better if it was in a common server supported by an organization like WWROF. So existing ones like, um, I'm trying to think was an existing one, Oceana DX contest, which were just concluded were existing ones that we moved over. Uh, Louisiana QSO party uh, we put on this year. Uh, Washington state salmon run we put on this year. Florida QSO party we moved over. So it gives the, uh, these, I would call them medium-sized contests or QSO parties, more sophisticated tools for handling logs. Handles the log submission, make sure the log is formatted right before you can get it through. It's essentially the same kind of logic you see in the big guys contests, ARL or CQ, and um, gives you a list of logs received. And then if they want we can provide them with certificates. So for instance, I just got the information from the Washington Salmon Run last night and uploaded their data. So now if you go to their, their site and go to the, click on certificates and enter your call sign, you'll get um, an online PDF certificate just like you would on ARL site or NCJ or uh, CQ Worldwide. So it was designed to give a service for that. We provide it for free. Uh, WWROF pays for the server. And uh, just a way to try to make things a little more, I'll call it professional in quotes, for smaller contests to be able to take advantage of.
0: Very good. Well, we appreciate all of your efforts on that. And I know I see that myself with School Club Roundup a lot because, uh, you know, we submit those twice a year and and see those certificates come out and we're always looking for the the scores and we're we're always counting down the days to, uh, you know, see when the scores are posted. So, um, that's always great. And, And you also are doing some of the work on these live scoreboards to where you don't have to wait.
3: Yeah. So, um, about 10 years ago, I worked with a A group who was, you know, had come up with this concept. And we sort of laid out how, what the data should look like that should be exchanged for live scoring. And there were sort of fits and starts about a live scoreboard then. In some ways, it was too early, didn't really gain much traction. But about two, three years ago, um, it really started to gain traction again. I was actually sort of surprised that they were using. Um, the XML data that blob definition that we had come up with 10 years before. Uh, And then I suggested rather than um, individuals having to decide, well, which scoreboard should I send my score to that I would build a score distributor. And so that's what we've encouraged people to do. Send it to the score distributor and which is at score distributor.net. Most, contest logging programs now have that as the first choice if you're going to do live scoring and what it does is it forwards your posted scores as they occur every three minutes every five minutes whatever to the two existing scoreboards cq contest which is russian-based and cosb contest online scoreboard uh which i think you had on your show uh, at an earlier date which is uh canadian-based and that way your score goes both places, and you get to pick, and your buddy gets to pick whichever scoreboard they like the best.
0: Okay, so that, that's some other great stuff, and and uh, I don't see anything else here. And we've got a few minutes, so let let's talk about a little bit about thirty eight thirty. Now, the serious contesters are going to know about thirty eight thirty scores, but uh, tell us a little bit about thirty
3: eight thirty. Yeah, so thirty eight thirty comes from People, I think it started with the Yankee Clipper Contest Club many moons ago, many years ago. Uh, they'd get together on 3830 kilohertz after contests and exchange change their scores. Then the internet came along and people started exchanging them on the original uh, CQ Contest email reflector. It wasn't in a very organized manner Uh Some volunteers collected that information and tried to make sense out of it. And then, I don't know, I um, woke up one day and had this idea that maybe we could do this in a more organized manner. So I built a web form that collected the information and sent it via email uh, in a standard kind of form and people volunteering to do the collection, which was dink in 7WA for a very long time. Uh, could take that. Then I realized, geez, I'm collecting information. I should put them in a database. So I collected them in a the database for a long time. And then finally, I started making those available on the web. And so that evolved into the more refined 3830 scores website where people post their claim scores. You know, we expect people to be honest about what they think their score was, not say, oh, I'm sure I scored 2 million points, even though I only had 20 (laughs) QSOs, Uh, you know, not to game the system. Um, You want other people to post good data, you you need to post good data. And um, that's evolved to where it is now. So it's pretty popular. It's used by hams in about 130 countries. And um, CW Ops, for instance, in their three times weekly contest, uses it exclusively as their means to collect their scores as do a couple of other, uh, you know, weekly kind of contests, which works well if you don't want to have to deal with logs and you're going to accept the claim score as the score. Um, And then you can do comparisons. You can search, you know, you can compare yourself, different years. You can compare with other people, uh, a variety of tools like that. Uh, You can look at your contest club, how you other members of the club are doing, or you can define a group that you want to sort of say, hey, we want to see how we're doing against each other.
0: All right, very good. Well, we've got a call and we've got a uh, another message that came in. So let's go to the phones first. Uh good evening. Welcome to Ham Talk Live.
1: Uh, good evening, Neil. This is one of your fans from downtown picturesque, Rochester, Minnesota, K0 M D.
0: Good evening, Scott.
1: I just wanted to say that Bruce has the most popular contest website on the web globally and probably does more for contesting than any single person around with his website. And one thing that hasn't been brought up that Bruce provides is certificates. And uh, even for the National Contest Journal sponsored contest now for the QSO parties and uh, sprints, uh, he has contest uh, certificates available and has done this all just really with no charge or cost to the contest community he does it out of the uh just the generosity of his, uh, his usual self so i wanted to call and thank him for your and let your listeners know what a really strong and advocate he is for contesting and uh, what a really uh you know uh, high contributing ham radio operator
3: totally agree bruce well i appreciate that thanks scott uh, obviously i know scott uh about to come off as editor of NCJ and uh, active contester, even though he's an extremely busy physician.
1: Thank thank you,
3: Bruce. Neil, thanks.
1: Congratulations on another good program tonight. I'll uh, let you get on to the next caller and, uh, and also your promotion of the uh, wildcat nation. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Scott. Appreciate your call. All right. Well, let's see. We we do have another question here uh before we get uh, to wrapping things up here, John uh, W four USF wants to know are there any AM contests still around? There are. But
3: very few.
0: So now I can the, think of the AM rally. I, I remember the AM rally because we've
3: yeah, we've the, plugged that on the, the show. Oh, here, I need to go back. I think I think the classic exchange has AM, AM, SSB and FM, which is coming up this weekend. Time to get your boat anchors out. Those there you go. Modulation transformers.
0: <laughs> uh, Troy, do we I KBR says he you always thought 3830 would be a great place to show scores for school club roundup perhaps.
3: Well, one of the reasons we don't do that is because School Club Roundup has pretty quick scoring and pretty minimal participation. So we've just never added it, could be, if there was a desire out there. But to be honest, the difference between when the scores are available and when the contest is over is so short that I'm not sure – there's a lot of benefit in claim scores but you no
0: know, last ha- i I know where troy's coming from on this one because when you have a whole bunch of people in your school saying so how did you do this week yeah <laughs> they they want that instant gratification and I, I i think maybe the live scoreboard would be good but we'll have to get some people to to volunteer yeah, try it support.
3: out. I'm not sure, you know, it, you know, the school club roundup is you get on as you have time as a school, and uh, I'm not sure how much overlap there is there to watch that live, but, you know, um, I'm not sure it, it, like you said earlier, you're going to get that much participation this year, but, hey, let's put up on 30 Geek 30 and see what happens.
0: Okay, well... Maybe maybe we'll we'll see some advances in that and people can voluntarily uh put their scores on and, and we can take a look at those. So that that's always something that yeah, the kids always want to know, well, did we win? Did we win? Did we win? Did we win? And uh so I know where Troy's coming from on that one. Well, Bruce, well, I think we've we've we'll got available. through everything. So what? It'll be available. It'll be available. All right. There you go. You've got it. All right. Well, I, I think we're we're uh, through everything on the question, so I thank you so much for being on and, and for all you do. And uh, if you have any closing uh, remarks you want to make, well, I go ahead and do that, and then we'll sign off.
3: No, I had another hour of stand-up to do, but, no, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I, I appreciate the opportunity. Um you know, thank you.
0: Well, we appreciate uh, all of your efforts because you do so much. Um uh, and as Scott said, uh you you do so, so much um for just you know, nothing for, for volunteering to help the, the contesting community. So we thank you for that and, uh, appreciate it. And remember it's contest com and 3830 scores.com. And then on Twitter, it's at W a seven B N M calendar. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. Very good. We'll check out the WA7BNM contest calendar, and that's going to be a wrap for this edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guest, Bruce Horn, WA7BNM, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in and typing in. And I'll invite you back next Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And for a list of our guests, Go to HamTalkLive.com, and if you like the show, please leave us a review. That will help us more than anything. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours.
1: Well, you came right back to my CQ call. A billion five and strength nine You never once mentioned your weather at all And I didn't mention mine We talked and talked for hours and hours I completely forgot you're a ha-